Welcome to the Science Lab podcast, a journey that explores the cutting edge technologies and groundbreaking scientific discoveries that are reshaping our world, all from the comfort of your own ears. In today's episode, we'll cover NASA and Russia's investigation into moon mining, the formation of larger colobine monkey groups due to glacial events, the discovery of a hidden phase transition in supercooled materials, NASA's discovery of hexagonal patterns on Mars, and the various factors that influence time perception. So it seems like space agencies around the world are gearing up for a race to mine resources on the moon. NASA, the U.S. space agency, has already started investigating the potential for moon mining and hopes to excavate soil there by 2032. But now, reports are saying that Russia has joined the race with the launch of a new spacecraft capable of landing on the moon. And it doesn't stop there. China and India are also said to have plans to explore the moon. And there's even speculation about a joint Russian-China mining conglomerate. But what's driving this race? Well, it's all about the potential value of the resources on the moon. While the cost of such missions would be astronomical, no pun intended, there are those who believe the moon holds untold riches. The NASA-backed research firm Jet Propulsion Laboratory estimates that the moon contains hundreds of billions of dollars worth of untapped resources. There's talk of highly valuable critical minerals, rare earth elements, and even precious metals. But perhaps the most lucrative resource could be helium-3, which is rare on Earth, but abundant on the moon. Interestingly, Australia's national science body, the CESIRO, sees moon mining as a way to fund future space exploration. They believe that autonomous robots, aided by Australia's extensive mining experience, could play a significant role in mining the moon and beyond. The CSIRO suggests that initial mining attempts would involve uncrewed missions with robots testing feasibility in harsh conditions similar to those on the moon. They even propose conducting mining trials in Australia's Pilbara region to assess necessary tools and equipment. Of course, legal challenges lie ahead. International law prohibits any nation from claiming sovereignty over the moon, as outlined in the 1966 Outer Space Treaty. The exploration of space should benefit all countries, so discussions are underway to develop a framework for space resource management, starting with the moon. With so many nations rushing to join the moon gold rush, as NASA likes to call it, these discussions need to be expedited to ensure peaceful cooperation. So it looks like the moon is becoming a hotspot for potential mining activities. Who knows what treasures await us up there? Did you know that the climate might have played a major role in shaping the social behavior of colobine monkeys? According to a fascinating study conducted by an international team of researchers, it seems that ancient glacial events may have influenced the evolution of these leaf-eating monkeys. The researchers found that colobine monkeys living in colder climates tend to form larger and more complex social groups compared to their counterparts in warmer areas. This may be due to the necessity for coordination and cooperation among individuals in harsher environments. Dr. Cyril Gruder, a biological anthropologist who was involved in the study, was amazed by the monkey's ability to coordinate their movements through intricate landscapes. Further analysis revealed that colobine monkeys in cold climates have genetic adaptations for faster metabolism and cold stress. These adaptations can be traced back to glacial periods millions of years ago. Additionally, these cold climate monkeys also have genetic selections for more efficient dopamine and oxytocin pathways. Oxytocin, often referred to as the bonding hormone, promotes social cohesion and maternal care. The enhanced maternal care in cold climate colobines has led to higher infant survival rates. Furthermore, the efficient hormone pathways have reduced conflicts between alpha males, allowing for the formation of small social groups and larger multi-level societies. 
This groundbreaking study sheds light on the fascinating ways in which environmental factors can shape social evolution in animals. The social behavior of colobene monkeys serves as an excellent example of the diverse mechanisms that drive such evolutionary processes. Hey there, did you know that plastic and glass, which we usually think of as solids, are actually amorphous materials? They're actually in a supercooled liquid state that flows extremely slowly. This has always puzzled scientists, but now researchers have made an exciting discovery. They have found a hidden phase transition between a liquid and a solid in supercooled liquids. This means that when these materials, like plastics and glass, are cooled, their molecules remain disordered like a liquid until they reach a certain temperature called the onset temperature. At this point, they become so viscous that they barely move, transitioning into a solid-like state. Understanding this transition is important because it could help scientists develop new materials for use in phones and other applications. The researchers used theory, computer simulations, and previous experiments to explain why these materials behave this way. But the work doesn't stop there. The team believes they can extend their model to 3D systems and explain how localized motions in the liquid lead to further nearby excitations, causing the relaxation of the entire liquid. Putting all these puzzle pieces together could give us a consistent microscopic picture of how glassy dynamics emerge, aligning with the latest observations. From a basic science perspective, it's absolutely fascinating to explore why supercooled liquids behave differently than regular liquids. It's a quest that could unlock so many possibilities for new technologies and materials. So there's some exciting news coming from NASA's exploration of Mars. Recently, the Curiosity rover made some interesting observations that could shed light on the planet's ancient history and the possibility of past life. Scientists have discovered hexagonal formations on Mars, and these formations hold important clues about the planet's past climate and the potential for microbial life. The hexagons were found within cracks, which formed in fresh mud as a result of ongoing wet-dry cycles on the surface of ancient Mars. These formations suggest a critical transition in Mars's mineral composition and indicate that there may have been an Earth-like climate regime billions of years ago. Understanding the transitions between wet and dry periods on Mars is crucial for climate models and our understanding of the planet's hydroclimate. The hexagons provide information about these episodic changes as they formed initial T-shaped junctions when the wet surface dried up and later turned into Y-shaped junctions when water returned. However, it's important to note that the presence of water doesn't necessarily equate to life-friendly conditions. There needs to be a delicate balance of water for the right conditions to emerge. Too much or too little water can affect the chemical reactions necessary for the development of life. Interestingly, these hexagonal formations may have provided the right conditions for the formation of polymers, which are the building blocks of life. Polymers can form from short-term episodes of wet and dry conditions, similar to what created the hexagonal shapes. So, these recent findings from the Curiosity rover are helping scientists piece together the puzzle of Mars's ancient climate and the potential for past life. It's an exciting time for Mars exploration and our quest to uncover the mysteries of our neighboring planet. Have you ever noticed how time seems to fly by when you're having fun? It's a common experience that has even become a saying. But have you ever wondered why this happens? What is it that makes time feel like it's speeding up or slowing down? Well, it turns out that human perception of time is not as rigid as the ticking of a clock. Our perception of time is highly elastic, able to stretch or compress depending on various factors. These factors include our mental and emotional states, our environment, and even our physiological conditions. One scientific explanation for the flexibility of time 
is Albert Einstein's theory of relativity. According to this theory, time passes at different rates for objects in motion or residing in different gravitational fields. This means that time can literally warp due to the effects of speed and gravity, making time elastic in the physical universe. Neuroscientists have also discovered that our brain has an adaptable internal clock that can dilate or contract time based on our experiences and states of consciousness. When we're alert and attentive, our internal clock tends to run faster, making a given duration feel longer. On the other hand, when we're relaxed or distracted, our internal clock slows down, making time seem to fly by. Our memory also plays a role in our perception of time. When we encounter new experiences, our brain takes longer to process the information, creating a sense that more time has passed. In contrast, familiar situations require less cognitive processing, making time appear to fly. The level of our attention and the density of our memory also affect our perception of time. When we're engaged in a task or enjoying ourselves, we pay less attention to the passage of time, making it seem to go by faster. On the other hand, when we're bored or waiting, we're acutely aware of each second, making time feel like it's crawling. Scientists have proposed a brain clock model, which suggests that our brain produces pulses or ticks at certain intervals, which we perceive as the passage of time. When we're excited or scared, our brains produce more ticks, making time appear to slow down. Conversely, when we're relaxed or distracted, fewer ticks are produced, making time seem to speed up. Interestingly, there's also a correlation between age and the perception of time. As we age, time seems to speed up. This could be because as we get older, we have fewer novel experiences which the brain processes differently. Novel experiences require more neural resources to encode, making time seem to slow down. On the other hand, familiar experiences require fewer resources, making time appear to speed up. Recent neuroscience research has uncovered more about the brain mechanisms involved in time perception. The basal ganglia, a group of structures in the brain involved in motor control and learning, has been implicated in time perception. Additionally, the release of dopamine, a neurotransmitter, has been linked to our brain's timekeeping abilities. When our brains are flooded with dopamine during pleasurable activities, our internal clock may speed up, causing time to feel like it's flying by. So, the next time you find yourself wondering why time seems to pass differently in different situations, remember that our perception of time is highly elastic and can be influenced by a variety of factors. From the principles of relativity to our own brain's internal clock, there's a lot more complexity to time perception than meets the eye. Today we explored the potential for moon mining and Australia's role in it, the impact of glacial events on colobine monkeys, the discovery of a hidden phase transition in supercooled materials, evidence of past wet environments on Mars, and the factors that influence our perception of time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'll see you guys at the next one, and don't forget to subscribe.